Hello everyone and welcome to the Sea Live podcast. My name is Sam and as always I've got my trusted friend and podcast sidekick, Mr. Christopher Barnes. How you doing, mate? Hey, how are you, mate? I'm all right. It's recording. Just just so you know, Chris, it's, it is recording. I just want to, because uh, we've got some fantastic guests. Guests tonight. Plural. Plural. Love it. Love it. I've got a screen full of faces looking at me. It's amazing. Okay. <laughs> and um, last week, because the button wasn't pressed record, we didn't get a chance to see my Titanic model. No, we didn't. You're right. So, have you got that actually available again? Oh, of course he has. Look at that. Beautiful. We're talking. We might be talking film, but I won't give too much away. But what a film! Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. We won't. But we won't I, be doing spoilers as well in this podcast. We won't be doing spoilers. Film this week um, called Frozen Two. Frozen Two. What a classic! Don't you agree, Chris? I wasn't too impressed. Oh, seriously? You called it Frozen Poo 2. Poo 2 or whatever you called it. Which, I know a certain someone didn't like it. Guess who's not happy? No. <laughs> and I think this is a, an important time to move on. Uh, and to say to our uh, everyone watching at home, please make sure that you follow us on our social medias. That's Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. On Facebook, we are at C Live. At Twit on Twitter, we are at C Live Enter One, and also on Instagram, we are at C Live UK. And as Chris mentioned before, we've got more than one guest this evening. We've got three, and they are from well, they're the cast from Kate and Jake, um, and it's a new independent film uh, that's currently in the uh, fundraising. Uh, scheme on Indiegogo um, as you can see there Kate and Jake feature film a truthful hard hitting yet funny tale of adolescent love loss and dreams uh, so it is our pleasure to welcome uh, Sarah Chadwick there she is there's Sarah Chadwick Hi. we've also got Mikey Latham as well say hello Mikey Hello. And last but not least, we've got Anthony as well. Anthony Devine, how are you? Some gods, some gods. Chris, it's a busy one today. It's going to be absolutely chaos for me. <laughs> Good luck with you. <laughs> uh, so, Sarah, let's start off with you. Sarah, this uh, this film, uh, an independent film, um, how did you come up, you know, involved in this project? Um, it's it's a bit of a weird one, really. Like it was Anthony actually who got me involved in it. Um, he just said like we're casting for this, and then it kind of like came to us. But it was just weird because like obviously we've all known each other before. But and then I read the script, absolutely fell in love with it because it is amazing. And then um, just went to Anthony, did a self tape, sent it off to the director, and here we are. <laughs> Which is mad to think because the link between all three of you is all that you all went to LMA uh, and all studied acting there. Uh, so obviously you're working with some of your close friends that you've worked with before. Um, do, do you find it difficult to work with, with your friends, obviously having that closer relationship with them? To be honest with you, I think like I think it's so much easier to work with people you know and you've got a lot of trust in because... Obviously, like, if you start working with someone you don't know, you've got to 
get to know them and there's that whole process whereas if you're working with people you know and like trust that barrier's already down so I know I can completely like immerse myself in this character throw that over to the lads and I, I know something amazing is going to come from it do you know what I mean it's 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 lovely that there's no boundaries and yeah and it's just you, great have you, obviously in LMA you, you've done shows all together before um, yeah. it must be as you say it's easier to work with but I find that if I was doing a film with Sam I know he'd be very, look, look he's like he's busy doing <laughs> Sam, do you do you think you'd struggle to work with me on a set? I, str- I struggle to work with you on a daily daily basis, so uh, I don't know what a set would be like. But where can no, where go on, Chris? I think it'd be quite good, but I think also if I was working with you, Sam, I'd be like, how can I describe it? You'd want it to be perfect, yeah, right. But I'd be quite hesitant to say. Just try it off this or try it like you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's so close. Yeah. So you've got to have that little boundary because we had a little chat this morning about stuff that we we would see live, didn't we? Sam? Yeah. And we said three times you need home shoots, and I'd say Sam, you've got to you've got to get do this, do that. Is it hard to potentially be critical? I'm gonna say it. Yeah. So that Mikey, would you say you're you're over critical with yourself in regards to you know your acting techniques and the craft itself are you over critical with yourself yeah definitely definitely i think you know whenever you watch yourself or you, you see a recording back of yourself in rehearsals or you know whether it be a test shoot or anything you're constantly picking yourself apart because you want to see yourself do better you always want to see yourself do better and achieve more from yourself no matter how well you think you're done i think you, you you're always you're always looking to be just, just better in general. And you know, you always think, oh, I know I could have done better than that. When in the moment, maybe you're done probably the best you could do, or you know, the best of your ability at that point, which might look, which might look fine or might look great. But there's always going to be stage this thing. Oh yeah, could have done better there, or should have done this, or should have done that, or you shouldn't have made that gesture, or you know. It's the same with with musicians. Sam and I obviously we do music together, and you can play the best gig in the world. There's always a moment you think, ah, oh, we should have done that like that. Yeah. But you, whatever situation, you're always, I agree, be the best. And 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 the more lasting and the more more things that you do, it's just natural, isn't it? We've had a couple of people who, who've been in films um, on here over the last few weeks. One, one was in Tarzan. Was it Tarzan? Yeah, yeah, Liam Cargill, wasn't it? Liam Cargill was in Tarzan. We've had. Mickey Stark on, who's done the likes of the Brookside, uh, the Bill. He's been on loads. Obviously, we're great friends with Ricky Tomo, who's who's done everything uh, in comedy in in that regard. Is there a difference, Anthony, in regards to uh, you know your you know the three of you done the the theatre course at LMA, uh, so you're predominantly stage actors, and you know your experience is on the stage. Is there is there a difference, you know, in front of the camera when you are? performing is is the certain little things that you have to do different when you are performing in front of a camera yeah i think obviously when you 
working with theatre everything's ten times bigger because you want to get that back though you want to get your emotions across you want to but when it comes to working with camera obviously it's down the back but as Mikey and Sarah have just said we go back a long way me and Sarah have known each other ten years and me and Mikey four five years and I think as you were saying before about Sarah about feeling comfortable but people you're working with we're comfortable enough with each other to say, you know, rein it in a bit, or that's not looking right. And I think it is a trust thing where we trust each other enough that we're so passionate about the project we're working on. As Sarah said, it's a brilliant script. We've got a brilliant team with us. It's it's relying on one another to give the best performance we can give. So have you had much time to work with Jack, the director, and obviously pick his brains in regards to what he wants from the piece generally, you know, personally from from your role uh, and generally? See, it would, with Jack, uh, obviously once I've seen the casting call for the film and stuff, I messaged him because I've done another short film for Jack before, and he asked me to read the part of Ian, which is the part I'm playing in the film. So I'd read it and stuff, and then obviously you mentioned Mikey was auditioning for the role of G. Now, in the film, our connection is with brothers. So that sort of gave me and Mikey the opportunity to work together, obviously working together and getting to know the characters better. And and then obviously when Jack came into play and Jack seen what we could do together, like he loved it and he was all for it and... I think he just likes to push us and wants us to do improvisations to try and <laughs> see how far we'll go with the characters. And, well, and so we ended up coming out. Sarah, you, you laughed at that. What sort of improvisations has he been doing? Uh, do you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, we were rehearsing, right? Because obviously me and Mikey are playing a couple. So it was just like one of them. It's like, okay, so let's just sit down on the couch We'll, like, have a cuppa together and see how it goes. So, anyway, we get into this improvisation. And Jack was just, like, rolling the entire time. But we just absolutely rolled with it. I think, what was it, like, 10, 15 minutes for this just improvisation? It was meant to be this tiny little short face. And, oh, my goodness, I think I ended up like, did I spill you at one point in it, Mikey? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so that was like literally like we were so into it. I think we had what like because he was putting us in loads of different scenarios as well. But uh it was it was so cute. It was yeah. lovely. What did it feel like? Not the one where it swelled and the other one. What did it feel like might be in that in that scenario? You know, you you're doing an improvisation and then boom, water swelled all over your face. Well, it's me and Sarah. I think that's just the way me and Ed attacked anyway. We just <laughs> In uni, we just do stupid things like that. So it was just, it was just the norm. It was the norm. It was all very natural. I was just like, oh, this is it. This is it, you know. But and I think that's what Jack was loving so much about it. The fact he was looking at these two characters as themselves, so truthful. Whereas it was actually just me and Sarah playing ourselves for the purpose of the improvisation. But it, it just worked. Because mm. is it hard to get, it hard to get into that character of of um, uh, of, of a couple when you switch with me? Um, it can be sometimes, but I think, like, because the way we've been trained, yeah, um, like, part of one of the techniques that we use is creating a substitution 
for the other character, so to speak. So once you've gone through that process and you've substituted the character, it's 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 weird. It's just like you're not seeing that person anymore. Right. Okay. Me. Yeah. Have you played characters like this before in on the theatre, or is this the first time you've you've played characters? This, in, this in is the definitely the softest character I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the first time we played like a couple ever, though. Right. Yeah. Okay. And is it, uh, yeah, so obviously it's new territory for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And you, see, you know, we're getting the you know the Liverpool theme coming through from the the test footage that I've seen uh, on the Indiegogo site. Uh, Mikey's got his strong Scouse accent, you know, playing this you know Jack the Lad or Jake the Lad, should I say? Uh, I, I, I know you'll laugh at this. Uh, Mikey, was it hard to embody that sort of Scouse character? Yeah, I had to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, it's in me comfort, in me comfort and it's, I, I prefer acting in Scouse because, you know, it's a lot more natural than, for example, Sarah, who's got more of a challenge, who's got to put an act on throughout the film. No big respect to it, but I, I love it. I'd rather play a Scouse all day because just the authenticity of it it's you know so much more relaxed and so much more natural brilliant and, and the the um liverpool is going to be the main place to locate it it's got some of the most fantastic buildings in the country and it's got the most best it's got some of the most amazing backdrops we've, we've recently seen batman filming in liverpool so hollywood Independent films, they're all using Liverpool as, as a great backdrop to filming. Um, obviously, we, we, we'll see, see that as the film, when the film is finished and, and stuff. But if, have you got any favourite locations that you'd like to film in or in Liverpool? I think one of the best ones we filmed in was by the Albert Dock. Like, I don't know whether you caught it from the test footage, but okay. like just over the Mersey and all that it just it was so beautiful and so like peaceful and stuff and literally we have got one of the most beautiful cities in the world and we just want to represent it in the light that it should be like showcasing how wonderful of a city it is and the amazing architecture we've got and it it is just wonderful so we just want to show it that way well the rest of you we've got the Albert Dock what about you Mikey so I like the cathedrals. I want to get. I want to see if we can get as much of that in because obviously the, the, the big cathedral is one of the most beautiful buildings in our city. I love it. Get as much as amazing as we can. Just as much as Liverpool, like you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't see. You know, especially lately on the news. What have we seen in Liverpool or Concert Square? You know, we've seen the impacts that it can have. Whereas we want to get across our beautiful city and what what we can show from that. You know, the buildings, like Sarah said, along the Albert Dock, the lava buildings, the three traces, St. George's all, every as much as much as we can get in, we go outside the city the likes of Egbert and um the problem. Walton's pretty nice. You're very yeah. Walton, yeah. <laughs> he's only saying that because he lives around there and he's from there. Ever been to Walton? Uh, he's very, very nice. <laughs> 
be sure to visit. <laughs> Andy, what about you? Is there been a, a, a specific place that you've done test footage in, or you know, you've looked at the script and thought, "Hang on a minute, we might be filming somewhere nice here." Do you know what? To be honest, like the script itself, the way it's wrote, the script—it's beautiful. It is like some of my favourite scenes are scenes I'm not even in, and some of the scenes that have struck a chord with me the most get filmed in a back garden. Do you know it's? But then the likes of obviously you've seen the test footage, like just the views and across the waterfront and the lava buildings and. Just down the docks, it's there's just something special about the docks and Liverpool in general. When you see that, it makes you feel proud to be a scouser. It makes you feel it's just it's just a warm feeling. Mm. So anything on the docks is just brilliant. We know Liverpool as as my say, Liverpool has been in the news a little bit recently for the wrong reasons, and I don't think we can all blame. Liverpool people on that, so we won't go in there. But it'd be nice to have things to come out of, of Liverpool in the next season that will showcase, as you guys have said, and the film, the music, the city, all in one package. I think it'll be really nice. I think it'll be really nice. Sam, what, what, what's your favourite location in Liverpool, Sam? Well, what you're mentioning, the Batman stuff. Uh, and seeing St. George's Hall turned into Gotham and these big massive you know, buses with Gotham and Gotham, Gotham Police. Uh, that was amazing. And I'd done extra work a couple of months ago before COVID, before this whole you know, world turned upside down. Uh, we were doing War of the Worlds and we actually filmed in the same place outside the steps on St. George's Hall. And we, we had to imagine there was this big massive green like... Uh, green screen and green ball, purple ball, and you have to imagine that there was this big alien war of the worlds, mechanical aliens chasing us, and we were screaming. So I, that that that's a that's a nice little thing. The other time I did uh, extra work, it was Formby Beach, and it was like middle of December, and it was freezing, and they had us going into Formby, uh, into the sea, into the into the water, and that was not nice. So I'll have St. George's Hall over Formby Beach to film. Let me tell the guys that you've also done a bit of extra work on green screens recently with me because we recently went to the Quirky Quarter, didn't we, Sam? We did, you actually, the yeah, we did. You did the news. Uh, no, the weather. You did the weather on a green screen, didn't you? It was brilliant. It was, have you guys been? Have you ever been to the Quirky Quarter? No. Oh, guys, it's uh, it's kind. Of, I, I wouldn't know how to, to describe it, Chris. It's it's kind of best not to be described. Well, it's quirky. You're right there. It is quirky. I think. Um, weather I've ever seen by anyone. Well, what can I say? What I'll do is I'll, I filmed it and I'll, I'll send it to Sam and then he can show it to you. To you guys. If I'm looking for any extras, I can. <laughs> ready for it get, ready for get, it no I'm not saying anything I'm not saying anything but I think one of the things that I wanted to mention and Mikey touched upon it before is that Sarah your character isn't Scouse um, what, is there a reason behind that is there a reason behind that obviously it's a very good accent um, did, did you have a say in picking the accent or was it you, you've got to do that accent uh, no, she is what she is. Well, she's Polish as well. Okay. 
So that's an extra challenge. So she's like, my character, she's po- she's originally from Poland, but she moved to Croydon when she was little. Um, and obviously she's in university in Liverpool. Um, but, yeah. Oh, so that was a spoilers. bit of a thing. So spoiler. No, that's no, not a spoiler. I can sense hesitation. I can sense I don't want to tell you anything. So we'll move on. We'll move on. We'll move on. We'll... Anthony, go on. I'm sorry. I was saying like it's it's been like a proper challenge as well because um she does speak spits and spats of like Polish in the film, so I've had like I've had to get friends of mine to like help me translate and get the pronunciation correct and all that. So it's just an extra challenge because it's like if I don't do this justice, people are gonna look and go, no, no, she doesn't know Polish or no, not Cockney. Here. So it's like it's just so much pressure, but like obviously it's worth it. What's, what, for everyone, what's the most difficult role you've actually played? Because obviously you're saying that. Colin, what's the difficult role everyone's played on stage or behind the camera in front of the camera? Go on. Mikey, go on. What's the most difficult role you've played on? So my most challenging role was probably in my last year of university. Uh, it was a vocal voice. Uh, it was a play in Berlin about this character. It was a, a little bit similar to Jake in the sense of he idolised yeah, the relationship, but then he had all, all sorts of mental problems. Sorry, you tell you just went on. He had all sorts of mental problems, and I took, I took, um, yeah, sort of not operations, but like psych, psych, psychiatric evaluation. And um, I won't tell you what happens in the play, just in case anyone happens to see it in the future. But that was definitely the most challenging role for me until this. I'd say. Because there was aspects of which where it was basically my cast ability to Danny Dyer. You know, I'll, I'll walk in, I'll throw a punch, I'll, I'll put a gun up at someone, I'll, I'll offer someone to fight this, that's good, whatever, but I'll have a bath, like, any, like, you know, that, that sort of stuff. So to, to bring it to this, such a soft character, and to bring that right down. Like the, the naturalistic aspects of how, how loving this character is completely different to anything I've ever really played before. So I'm going to say this is probably going to be the most challenging role, especially with it being the first feature film as well. Um, but definitely the, the soft, I need to portray the soft side and that's what I've got to work on. I'm going to go to Anthony next and I just wanted to... Uh, you know, say obviously there's you know your bio on the the Indiegogo page along with Mikey's and Sarah's. Um, you're the second actor outside of the Royal Shakespeare Company to play Leon Carragher, uh, which was the play The Seven Acts of Mercy. You received high praise for that role. Um, it was it was sold out in the Hope Street Theatre as well, so unbelievable. And that was you know you know a it says here highly emotional performance of a character that was 50 years your senior um are you playing ian as your age or are you playing him as an older younger see i think this is the first role that i've been cast in a character similar to my own age <laughs> <laughs> a majority of the time i always do go for the more nurturing characters the more like father figures that but ian's a bit of a loose cannon He's he's obviously he's Jake's older brother. He sort of takes Jake under his wing, um, but he's he's slightly unpredictable. 
So, like, Leon was a challenging role. It was trying to get into the mind frame of a 75-year-old man was difficult enough as it is. Um, but it was one of the most rewarding roles I ever played. Um, not to mention, I actually done the show with a broken rib. Whoa. I broke my rib in the matinee performance and then after to do another show, completely agonised in pain. But it was that was challenging in that sense. But obviously, coming to the film to play Ian, it's nice to play someone who's not of the age of forty. <laughs> so I'm having fun with it, and sort of just going with it. I'd have no problems playing that role. The old fella. Not <laughs> uh, oh, you would easy, Chris. But yeah, you can get away with it. Early thirties, I think. Early thirties, you can get away with. Hey, so would you say that was your the, the hardest role that you've had to train for? That that that's the uh, that that Leon character. Yeah, with Leon, it was a it was a highly emotional performance. I think from the from the first scene. In the first scene, he obviously reveals a big shock to his granddaughter, who's only 13, 14. And from that moment on, I don't think there was a single scene I didn't have to cry. Mm. Now, as a person in general, I've got no problem in crying. I'll cry for days. But when it comes to acting, it was so hard to get in that mind frame of being, you're crying in this scene because basically... You know, you're towards the end of your life, so to speak, and you feel as though you've achieved nothing. And to get in that mindset when myself personally hasn't been, obviously I haven't been towards the end of my life, but it was it was hard. But that was directed by Scott Williams, and he he literally brought stuff out to me I didn't think I was capable of doing. So. Training for that role has to date been the most emotionally draining but highly rewarding performance I've done. See, we had Gary, Gary Cargill on the podcast the other week, and he was in the same mindset. He's done films, he's done um, blockbusters. He said he gets into the character every day. He's got to get into it. It is not the character, there's no point doing it. Throw yourself in and become that person. And these are these actors who will put loads of weight on, lose loads of weight, change the appearance. He goes fully, fully involved. Yeah. Um, you've got to be involved. You've got to throw yourself into it. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I think that's as, as, if you can connect with that character in any way, shape, or form, it makes the audience believe it. Like I, I think I stroke lucky the fact that I had a broken rib because <laughs> I was walking with a walking stick, so that worked in my favour. Yeah. But it is as soon as you find something with the character that you can latch on or you can relate to, it gives a believable performance. It it helps you sell the character. You become that character. Yeah. So have you all had obviously all had the script now and you 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 you're learning the scripts. Has anyone got nightmares about learning scripts? No. No? No. 
Is it or easy, easy to do? It, it's, I don't think it's ever easy, but I don't know. It's just it's I've only, them, isn't it? I've only learned script in my life, and that was when I played a lost boy in Peter Pan when I was six. And I think I all tried to say was, there's Captain Up or something like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris, you still got it wrong, didn't you? <laughs> I think one of the best things as well about the way Jack has written this script it just flows so naturally. The dialogue comes to you so easy. So it it makes it easier, in a way, to learn the script when it does flow so organically because it's, it's not like anything's dead far-fetched from what the other person said. If you get me, yeah. it's... So, yeah. you, so you don't know what's coming next anyway because it's how you'd speak normally. And do you have a do you process to learn scripts? Do you... Do you is there... I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, are you going to give us a secret how you do it? Or is this mine? It's yeah. it's it's not a secret, and I think like it's probably one of the weirdest ways of learning scripts. Like people have got like these dead good techniques. Mine's not. <laughs> I just repeat <laughs> it and repeat it. <laughs> write it down. Now I've got like a notepad, and I just write it down, and then like I learn it on like one big monologue type thing. Oh right. So okay. like, so if I can just go through it in my head and write it all down like this one scene is one big monologue then I know that it's implanted in my brain if you get me yeah. <laughs> then well, if you know that you know it subconsciously then you can work on it in different ways once it's ingrained in there that's when you can truly like develop your character and just be yeah. in the scene it becomes second nature of- then doesn't it you're not having to worry about it you just you're in the moment uh, you know, you know, you're in the moment. You're not having to worry about what you have for tea or what you're gonna have for tea tomorrow night. It's it's just there. Then you're in the character. And you know, looking at your bio as well, Sarah. You know, you've tackled some, you know, quite strong women. You know, Prospera in the Tempest, Maria and Wojciech. When I play Prospera, might I just added to the whole performance as well? Might might I add as well? So, are you using Kate? Is is Kate going to be a strong woman in, in that sense? Are we going to see a feistier side to to Kate in your performance? I just bring a bit of me to it, don't I? I've got to. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I think, because we do deal, we deal with some sensitive subject matters throughout these, and again, no spoilers. But I, I feel like some of the things in it, if she wasn't a strong woman, she wouldn't be able to deal with half of what, not even she goes through, but what they go through as a couple, because it's, it's quite a journey, <laughs> to say the very least. But yeah, I just, I, I love strong female roles. I absolutely love anything that makes you think, yeah, come on, girl. <laughs> I hate the whole damsel in distress thing, because th- that's not me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You see, you think he's joking, but he's actually not. Like, computer illiterate. Um, As well, Mikey, uh, you've done, you know, stuff for Warner Brothers as well, which we won't, uh, well, we will say, not that we won't say, we will say. Uh, You were in uh, BB Forever, you voiced uh, Liverpool's iconic Beatles legend, Paul McCartney. Which I know Chris will like that. You like? Yeah. So what was that like? What was that like? Tell everyone what that was like. 
that that was that was incredible. We were in uni and actually came to us at the time. I've received a phone call basically. We just need four lads uh, coming read in. They just went one, two, three, four. I was one of the ones he picked. He didn't think about what it was. So he just went, he just went Look, it looks like your voice is your script. Just, just read it basically. So we're like, yeah, okay. Um, and then it was over the phone call, which is weird. I've never done an audition over a phone call before. So it was mad. And then the, the head of relanguaging. That's who it was. Ray Gillen, his name was. He, he worked in partnership with Warner Brothers. He was the one who was brought on the casting out. And to be honest with you, as soon as you get the scouts up, just went, yeah, that's it. They've got it. <laughs> They've got it. Yeah, that was great. And he went, yeah, one, one to four lads come down. The university was nice enough to let us use their recording studio. He come down. It was great working with such a professional as well. He was a big, big cockney fella. He was a big blunder. And you could just tell as soon as you walked in the room, you're like, this fella means business. It just straight off, this fella means business. Uh, great experience doing that. And it was comfortable as well, just once again. It was the first professional job, but you're working with people you know and people you've worked with before, which was the three other lads. And then, obviously, Mike, our tutor, he was there to sort of smooth things along. And it was, it was great. It was, it, was a, it was a great experience, a great opportunity as well, which I'm really thankful for. I'll always be thankful for it. It's important. I think, I think when you've got a strong accent, certain roles just work, don't they? Yeah. They just made you make to play certain roles, and, and certain certain actors have, have made a career playing certain roles because of accents, especially sort of your, um, your sort of 90s gangster, um, um, De Niro's and, and, and Joe Pesci, who were just born to play those roles, weren't they? Yeah. And that's that's the thing with Liverpool accents. Uh, Ricky Tomlinson's brother discovered, you know, the actor from Stanley Kid. You know, the little kid with the oh, yeah. Well, Ricky Tomlinson's brother discovered him and then took in the audition. And then the, 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 he obviously did the audition. And the, he was about the third kid in, and there were 250 kids to see. And he got the role with uh, Bradley Sedwell. He just had to see the other kids. So there you go. So it just it just so shows you the look of him getting that getting that milk advert. Um but yeah, it, it's great, it's great. And obviously the, the Indiegogo site is live now. Uh, and you can you can see that now on the on the screen, guys. It, for, you've raised four hundred and five pounds, which I think is unbelievable, uh, considering it's only been up a couple of days. And people are interested, people are wanting to give you money for this film. It sparked a little bit of a you know, a surge in, in obviously likes and follows on the on the Instagrams and the Facebooks. Um, is it just through Indiegogo, or are there other ways that they can, that the people can help to promote the the film, uh, Sarah? Uh, literally, anytime someone likes or shares or comments on any of our social media posts, that's more than anything because that's just to well to me personally that feels like people are seeing the potential in the film that we see in it and it's it's a lovely thing to have that support so because let's face it these are horrible times at the minute and a lot of people haven't got the spare cash lying around to donate to a project so even showing your support by word of mouth or just a little facebook share or a like on an instagram post it really means the world to us it's it's a lovely feeling knowing that there's people supporting what we're trying to make 
And there's perks in it. You can obviously, there's, there's extra things, Anthony, where if you, so, is it you can become a, a part of the film some way? Yeah, the same. Obviously, the donations and stuff via certain different amounts of donations. Each one of them comes with a perk. So we've got stuff like a signed script and call sheet that'll be signed by the entire cast and the crew. Um, we've got Q and A's with the cast and the crew. We've got private premieres that you'll attend with the cast. Obviously, by the time we're finished, hopefully social distancing isn't still in effect, and or they'll be done via Zoom or. But there is there is great perks that come with the donations. Obviously, we're not asking for it for nothing. It's to obviously it's man Mikey and Sarah's feature film debut but then we're obviously acting with actresses and actors who have been in the business for a long time um, we've got the likes of Chrissy Roth as well, she's playing man and Mikey's auntie, we've got <laughs> Lindsay Germain who's playing our mum no, um, I literally got a text off her saying you best behave yourself now I'm playing your mum <laughs> <laughs> this was before I knew and then I had to text Jack and was like what's going on <laughs> obviously like people like that like if you've ever worked with Lindsay or met Lindsay she's this lovely person she's dead bubbly she's she's just a nice person to work with and obviously everyone who's supporting us like we're thankful every like we get as Sarah said every like every comment every donation it, it it's overwhelming it's that people want to see what we can do. It's just it's nice, especially in these times. Absolutely, and obviously the the prospect of working with Chrissy Rock, uh, you know, famous uh, in general. What when you see Chrissy Rock, it's just being announced, Mikey, to be playing your auntie. What goes through your head, like? <laughs> No way to be excited or scared. I, actually, I didn't want to say it, but I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, but then uh, it was always oh, amazing. Finally, you were like, "Wow, Chris, you know what? A, what a name! What an experience that's going to be! What, what a, what a lift she's going to bring to the film! You can, I can just imagine when we walk into the room and she's there. The 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 energy she's going to bring to the scene, to the, to the play, obviously just the name." Just her name, what that's going to bring to the film as well. Absolutely. You know, it's something, it's something I'm really excited for. I can't wait to meet her. And I'm hoping she, you know, teaches me a thing or two. Well, my claim to fame <laughs> with Chrissy Rock is that we were doing a gig together in the green room. Um, and she was getting ready. I was only about 18 or 19 doing the three song slot uh, to introduce the show, if it were. And the 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 next slot is the, the comedian that usually comes on after the, the three song slot. And anyway, just before I'm about to go on, she runs up the stairs through the through the fire exit to go up the stairs to the green room. She's got half a dress on and a bra on. And she's running up the stairs with a ciggy in her mouth. And she goes, hey, lad, can you just do me dress up for me? And I've got my microphone in my hand and I'm going, um, I guess so, yeah. I like to do a dress up. I was like, what is going on? Like, that's Chrissy Rock, but I've just also done a dress up anyway. It's just, I'm. Icon is she's just she? the funniest person ever. 
Mikey. So. Yeah, that was what I was gonna say. Just be on your best behavior, Mike. On your best behavior, mate. On your best behavior. <laughs> oh, I'll refresh you forever. And if someone was gonna play you in a film. Who, who would play you in a film? Sam, I'm going to ask you first. Who would play Sam in, in a film? Are you asking me? Who, who do I want? Or... Yeah, who would play you? See, if I if I was in a film of my life, Roger Moore would have played me, I reckon. Oh, yeah, I see that. came up on uh, your time feed the other day that you went to see Roger Moore, didn't you? An interview with Roger Moore. Roger Moore would play my life story. I like that. I like that. I can see that happening. You know, the guitar yeah. lessons... The whole, just the whole life, I, I can see it. For me, ah, it's a tough one. Um, it's got to be Daniel Craig, isn't it? Just saying, you know, Bond and all that. I'll put it out there. Daniel Craig. Sarah, what about you? Who would you get to play? Who would play Sarah in, in, in your life story piece of film? Go on. Oh, I don't know. Why would anyone want to take that story on? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. Mikey or Anthony? Have you got That's any, such a hard one. Who would play Sarah? Who would play me, Mikey? Go on. Who would play you? Danny Dyer. <laughs> you said it. You knew. You knew. <laughs> no, come on, Mikey. Mikey, who would play you? Danny Dyer. You've got <laughs> No nonsense. Hard man. He just, he'd, I think he'd struggle with the accent, though, Danny Dyer. I think he'd struggle with the Scouse accent. Yeah. Mikey is obsessed with Danny Dyer, by the way. Dyer? Like, obsessed. obsessed. It's more of a... <laughs> it's more of a love. It's a love relationship. I love it. me. Anthony, then, what about you? Who would you get to play you? Do you know what? It's, it's like Sarah, I actually haven't got a clue. Jim Royal. Should we cast each other? Jim Royal. I think that's a great exit. Let's, let's all, don't be dare saying Jim Royal. Who said Jim Royal? I don't be saying that. Oh, <laughs> uh, who would you get? Sarah, who would Anthony play? Come on, we're playing this game now. We're, we're in this. Okay. I don't think there's anyone majestic enough to play my auntie, to be honest. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Some... It's so hard. <laughs> it is really hard. Literally go way back and know each other inside out, and I don't even know who could play you. It's that scary, seeing us with actors. I'm more interested that Daniel Craig would be singing Swing. That's <laughs> Hey. Don't knock it. Do not take this offence because this is meant in the most amazing way. I mean, but you know when they... Oh, what's his name? Oh, my God. What's his, what's his name? The one he was in... Go on. What film was he in? Is this... Who's going to play... Who, who, who are you thinking to play? Sam? Do you know, no, um, no, no, Anthony. In his life film. Hold on, you know, 10 years of Do you remember when Jeremy line, Hill yeah. went, like, really skinny and we went, like, really good looking through it? Uh, is it Jonah Hill? The one who's in Superbad? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you remember when he lost loads of weight? He went really good looking, but he's like, he's got the same type of personality as Anthony. He's just oh. dead naturally funny, but he's like the type of person you'd want to be your best mate. Are we on about the same Anthony? Oh, yeah. 
you're offensive now like genuinely like wow. because anthony's got such a natural flair for comedy oh. like he is he's sensationally funny like jesus we were on like facetime for like what was it two hours last night and yeah, i was crying like... laughing like absolutely crying laughing so, yeah, you know what's funny though i don't, I don't find myself funny at all like yeah. genuinely i think i'm the least funniest person ever like my he's just said but thanks for that, Sarah. Appreciate that. Was, that. I felt that that was a nice little bonding moment for everyone there. I felt like that—that's it. We've we've helped along the line of uh, of this film. You know, in years to come, you'll come back and say, you know, the guys at Sea Live—they they really helped us. Uh, no, but you are you are raising obviously on Indiegogo. You're looking for five thousand. Obviously, if everyone chips in a fiver, everyone that probably we know. You'd have this film funded within a week, maybe two weeks. Um, and, you know, admittedly, it is a lot of money, uh, especially in these times. But in the grand scheme, in the grand scheme of things, you know, it is kind of like a small budget for the type of film that you are wanting to, you know, produce. You know, it's a full feature film. Um, it's it's going to be amazing from the test footage that I've seen alone. Um, on the Indiegogo site itself, it's it's going to be unbelievable. So I'm looking forward to it. Chris and I are certainly looking forward to it. Um, I think I think we'll finish it there. I think that's been a really great podcast, uh, guys. If you want, to... go on, Chris. See you on the red. We'll see you on the red carpet, son. In our hustle. <laughs> yeah, look, There's Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. <laughs> We're there. The two bonds, say eh? the two bonds. But I'll just mention it again, folks. Please, if you do want to uh, contribute to. Uh, this film, Kate and Jake, uh, the feature film, please do go to their Indiegogo site and, and pledge as much as you can. Obviously, we know we're in uh, desperate times at the minute with everything that's going on. But if you've got a few spare quid to donate uh, to this fantastic project, then please do. Uh, because every penny, pound does help. And like we said in the podcast, you get little incentives if it's a signed script or an opportunity of a video message from one of the cast and invitations to crew uh, events and screenings as well. It's it's going to be fantastic. Obviously, COVID uh, hopefully will be will be gone by then. But guys, it has been absolutely fantastic to have you all on uh, this evening. Uh, Thank Sarah you, Louise Chadwick. Give a wave. Have you got any um got any social medias, Sarah, that people can follow you on? Um, yeah, I've got my acting page and stuff, but that's that's all posted on um. The Kate and Jake page, we're tagged in like every post and every tweet and stuff. So if you want to follow any of us or just come and say hi, we're all tagged in everything. So if you go on the Kate and Jake uh, film page, we're all on there. Fantastic. Mikey, lovely seeing you as always, mate. Sam, Chris, thank you very much for having us. Uh, And as always, Anthony, Anthony Devine, thank you so much again as well, mate. Thanks for having us. Guys, that's it's been a pleasure, guys. That's been another edition of the Sea Live podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week with a fantastic guest or guest. Who knows? See you later, guys. Bye bye.